Network presents Football Time. Hey, welcome to the Football Time Show. It's college football week one, the real week it's one. Uh, we got our picks. Uh, we got through our preview episode. It got out uh, eventually. A lot of editing to go through in that process. Uh, if you didn't notice, I deleted out our whole ne- Nebraska spiel and me picking them to win the conference after uh, the week zero uh, updates. That doesn't look so good now that it's... Uh, in YouTube, but uh, we got a lot to get through. Week one, a uh, lot of good games this week. Uh, so there are some really, really meaningful matchups. We're going to break down and go through the conferences, pick our uh, sort of games that we're going to look at, uh, give you our bets in those conferences, and then at the end we'll give you our parlays and uh, any like uh, other sort of underdog or uh, you know uh, large wagers of grouped bets that are probably not going to win us any money and <laughs> will end up costing us more money in the end. But still fun to play. We got $25,000 to start the year and to go off of. Are you ready to get into some picks? What are your overall thoughts about week one here? Well, you know, as we go into week one, obviously a lot of unknowns. But uh, the fact that it's college football also brings even more unknowns. Because just when you think you start to know something about college football, it throws something random and crazy your way. So we're going to get you the best insight we we think we can come up with. Uh, But uh, college is... Hard to read sometimes. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into, let's start off at the Mac. I picked out three games. And how I did this was I sorted them, especially when we're in cross-conference matchups, sorted the importance to that team in this conference. I think it means more to them in this conference than it would be the other team in that conference. So I'm going to go Buffalo versus Maryland, Florida Atlantic versus Ohio, and Miami of Ohio versus Kentucky. Let's start off Buffalo Versus Maryland. You, in our preview episode, were pretty high on Buffalo. Uh, I I think it's really important, not necessarily that they win this game, but at least show that they can play with a Maryland team who I both think we think is probably not going to have a great year, uh, really, really poor on defense. So I think it's good that they go into Maryland and at least show they can play with sort of really low-level Big Ten teams here. What what do you think about that matchup? Yeah, I think this is a good good kind of tester for Buffalo. you know, out of conference, so <clears throat> not a huge impact on their season yeah. because you know most of these MAC teams are really focused on these conference yes, definitely games. Definitely so. So uh, it's it's a good a good uh, even if they lose, it's a good kind of feel where they are at. Um, I think this is a team they compete with for sure. Uh, should be a close game. The, um, I didn't really, <clears throat> I didn't take any action here, but uh, I'm interested to see how Buffalo comes out. I, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I I like Buffalo in our preview, but it was kind of more of a lean. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's see what they show me, and then uh, we'll see how they do. But I, I wasn't ready to go out on the ledge here. Yeah, well, more. that's but games like this are important, so you get a base. You yeah. can see where they are and where they go. And, you know, I, I picked these three games. I didn't pick, like, the Kent State or the Bowling Green games yeah. because especially, like, Kent State, who I think is going to be a player to win the conference, play, like, four, like, really, really good-level teams. Those games really don't mean anything to them. They aren't going to run the table this year. They're focus is on the conference season. They had the, did the same thing last year when they played a really, really tough non-conference, got into the conference, found their level, and uh, probably were a little bit better tested than some of these teams that are going to play low level. Let's yeah. move to Florida Atlantic versus uh, Ohio. <laughs> Another one uh, where 
Florida Atlantic comes in here. Uh, you know, we talked about Ohio sort of being one of the powers in this conference who have sort of dropped off since Frank Solich has left. I just wanted to look at this game and see how Ohio played at home. These are two teams, I think, that are in and around yeah, the same level yeah. uh, of skill level, player talent, depth. I wanted to see if Ohio can hang here. I thought the odds on this game were a little weird. Ohio was getting plus, which, you know, Ohio at home versus a Florida Atlantic team who, you know, very mediocre. I was yeah. a little stunned. So I think th they won four games yeah, last year. That shows me what odds makers think of Ohio. I yeah. want to see if they can play up to their level. What do you think about this one? Yeah, this is one, you know, like you said, these are two teams that I think are going to – this could be a really big separation game between these two. Yeah. So it's really important for both of these teams. Um, but I, I'm just not really impressed with either one of them. Uh, looking back to last year, uh, and, and you'll kind of see where I'm going with this game on my play later. But, uh, you know, it's another one. I think it's going to be a close game, Yeah, I, I think for sure, but it, it won't be pretty. Yeah. It probably would – Ohio would probably wish it to be two months later when it, it's a little cooler <laughs> and a little crappier weather up there. But uh, next up, Miami of Ohio uh, versus Kentucky. Now, uh, I put this one in here because I, I think this is one of the legit ones where I – you know, an upset I think could happen. I don't – expect it to happen but yeah. at least Miami of Ohio we think is going to be you know hovering around the top of the MAC conference Kentucky uh probably going to come out with the same thing they do every year eight nine wins now Kentucky has been getting these wins over teams like this mm -hmm. and, and avoiding upsets in this game but I, I spotted this one and I'm like Miami of Ohio <laughs> if Kentucky's not on their game might be able to sneak in there and uh grab a win on well, this one you know every year college football season we have you know, week one, week two, these upsets where these teams from these smaller conferences upset a, an SEC or a Big Ten team that isn't supposed to happen. We've seen, you know, teams like uh, Georgia State do it in years past. We've seen Louisiana Monroe come up and beat some teams they're not supposed to. Uh, I could see that happening here. Do I think it's likely? No. Uh, but it's possible. Uh, that's why I kind of stayed away from this yeah. one on my picks. Um, and, and, and the spread's, you know, probably right about where it should be. Yeah. I think it was like 17 or 18 last yeah, I looked. Uh, you know, this is a Miami-Ohio team that actually plays some pretty good defense. Now, uh, I'm interested to see how this Kentucky offense comes out. Everyone's mm -hmm. saying it's really good now. I think their uh, eligibility on their starting running backs is a little bit in question. Mm -hmm. They're saying he may miss the first three or four games uh, due to various reasons. It keeps uh, changing. They're, they're not very public with that <laughs> information. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, but really the eyes are on Will Levis, you know, yeah. NFL guys watching them. See how their offense can do. But, uh, uh, you know, it could be tough going up against yeah. this Miami defense. The other thing that intrigues me is Kentucky's sort of uh, gotten a lot of the recruits out of this Midwest area, yeah. out of Ohio, out of Illinois. Uh, so I, I think a lot of these players, uh, I mean Miami of Ohio, basically everything is out of the Midwest. So I think a lot of these players have probably in, seen each other in and around the uh, country before. So they'd be familiar with each other. So I think that, you know, gives at least – you're at least playing somebody you – have probably seen somewhere along the line in high school if you're playing uh, major D1 ball. So I, I'm really intrigued by that mm -hmm. game. I didn't really have a huge play. I threw him in a parlay uh, down there. But uh, really, really, I, I think this is going to be an interesting matchup. All right, let's get to our bets in the MAC Conference. I got two straight bets uh, here in the MAC Conference. Uh, Thursday night, we're going with Central Michigan, Oklahoma State, the under 59.5. Uh, I just... 
You saw Oklahoma State's defense. I think they're going to be defensive heavy again yep. this year. I, I just think 60. That's a really, really big number for an Oklahoma State team who struggled to score. I know Central Michigan uh, likes to play that up-tempo game, but I don't think they'll come in no. trying to play an up-tempo game versus Oklahoma State. I, I, so even if you get this blowout, which I don't think you're necessarily going to get a blowout, are you seeing Central Michigan score, you know, say Oklahoma State scores, 45. That That's a lot of points. Are, is Central Michigan scoring the next 16 to cover that spread? Uh, I don't think so. I think the under is a really, really good play here at, at 59 and a half. I put 125 on that. And then my other one uh, is basically just a, a long shot check. Uh, we talked about Buffalo. Mm-hmm. If they're back to playing good football, I think they can go into Maryland and maybe uh, sneak a win here. 12 to 1. For that, I thought that was really nice value yeah. for where I think Maryland is. Mm-hmm. So I, I put one twenty-five on that one as well on a twelve-to-one bet. I, I thought that was pretty good value as well. Where are you looking in the? Yeah, I've got two picks here. Uh, starting off, I've also got the under in the Central Michigan Oklahoma State game. I got it a little earlier than you. I've got yeah. sixty, uh, yeah. even sixty on that. Uh, I really like it. I've got five hundred on that play. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think that's pretty much a done deal. I think if it had uh, been the Saturday game. I would have been a little bit more aggressive, but I I, I got pretty conservative on my Thursday game, except for uh, one game I, I really, really like. I just, you know, I look at Oklahoma State, and, and they're just a team that likes to make games weird. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just don't see them coming out, like you said, and scoring, you know, more than 40-something. Yes. I, I, I think they're, that's the range they're going to be in. And then you're Central Michigan yeah, and they're not gonna score be, yeah. 20 to 24 points. And, and, and it's like you said, Central Michigan, while they play up-tempo, I think they're going to – you know, when you're this big of an underdog, you want to slow that game down. You want to make your kids think that they're in it as long as possible, um, and, and just so that morale's there. So they're going to want to, you know, keep this game slow, keep it close. Uh, so under 60, I think there's really good value yeah. there. Um, my other play, uh, you know, we talked about Florida Atlantic, Ohio. I think these are two really, really bad offenses. And that line, I got it at 49 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think this could be a punt fest, a uh, really low-scoring game. I, I think this total goes way under that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, other thing about Central Michigan, uh, I was going to say, yeah. is they can play up-tempo, but that just means they get to the line quick. That doesn't mean they have yeah. to snap the ball quick, yeah. which I think that might be if they see can catch them. They would go and then milk the clock down. But yeah, I I, I stared at that Ohio one. I just yeah, I got two fifty on. I, that I don't one. quite know what to make of Florida Atlantic. I want to see them play, and if Ohio's as bad as they were last year, then I get a little nervous. Any other things in the Mac? You uh, those were those were the only two. Uh, I believe I've got. Yeah, I think that's the only two I got. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Conference uh, USA. I had a couple matchups in here. This is some interesting ones in this one. Uh, Louisiana Tech versus Missouri. I, I think we're going to use the same sort of reference as Mi- Miami of Ohio versus Kentucky. The Louisiana Tech's not quite as, as good as Miami of Ohio, I believe. Uh, Houston, UT. <laughs> Missouri, not as good as Kentucky either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Houston, UT San Antonio. I think we're both uh, really. Uh, this one might this be, a great game. This one might be a sneaky one to peek in in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and definitely put on uh, TV screens if you've got multiple <laughs> TVs. Uh, SMU North Texas. I don't know if this one is quite as uh, quality as uh, Houston UT San Antonio, but I think this one could be a, a pretty good game. North Texas had a nice showing going to UTEP last week. And then last one, James Madison makes their debut versus mm-hmm. uh, MTSU. And I, I must say, uh, 
going in, I had this one penciled and hoping I, that James Madison was getting some points here. And sadly, <laughs> uh, as always, the odds makers know probably more than you do. And James Madison was about a four to six point favorite, depending where you looked. So I couldn't go there, but I am intrigued if James Madison can come right in and beat up. I think a pretty low-level MTSU game. Let's start off with Louisiana Tech versus Missouri. Thursday night football. It probably goes what you think of this Missouri team. I I don't think Louisiana Tech's very good, but no. they're usually at least have enough quality, enough, whereas if you don't show up and you're really bad, they can beat you. So I didn't end up having any play in this game. I'm curious if you think Louisiana Tech can go in there and maybe uh, stir the pot. Missouri, also known to yeah. sort of not always get off to the best starts I, to the college football This season. was an, an immediate red flag for yeah. me when I was looking at picks. There's just too many unknowns here. Um, you know, even when you know what Missouri is, you still yes. kind of have unknowns with Missouri. and uh, You're getting 60 this, or you're getting 10. Eli Drake, which team. Um <laughs> So, uh, and, and you know, if this had been at Louisiana Tech, I love them yeah. at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, not too many SEC teams are going to go on the road to them. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just staying away from this one. This is kind of a sit back, see what happens. And then even then, you don't really get a true read on either yes. one of these teams. Uh, so, I, I'm not big on either one. Let's move to the sandwich <laughs> here of uh, the two games oh, I think yes. that are really, really good. Houston versus UT San Antonio. I was hoping this spread might be a, a little bit higher, getting a couple more points for UT San Antonio to sort of get a couple more uh, underdog uh plays in there that I could make. It only ended up being plus 180 on the underdog side. I, I still sort of like it, but where do you think Houston UTC and Antonio is talent-wise. UT San Antonio, a great year last year. A lot of people coming back. Houston, uh, not quite as many people coming back, but I think they're expected to sort of retool here and, and be just as good. Where do you see this game uh, coming out, and do you think UT San Antonio well, can win this? You know, this one hurt me to, to, to look at because I was a big UTSA fan yes. last year. I was riding them all season. You know, they lost a couple running backs. They've got some questions at running back. Now, it is a really really a system offense it yes. may just be a plug and play kind of thing here but you know in our preseason show i'm, I'm big on houston I, yeah. I think they're going to win this conference and unfortunately for me we're going to find out real quick <laughs> yeah. uh week one what we're getting out of this houston team uh that's why i'm saying this 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 game right here could determine the conference yeah. uh it, it's 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 going to be good stuff uh but I, you know, <laughs> like you said, you know, both both teams are replacing players. We're yeah. going to see what we can get. I, 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 you know, I hate to say this because I don't really trust Dana Holgerson, but I at least trust his um, uh, experience and pedigree in yeah. the in the coaching uh, realm. Uh, so I think his ability to to start back with another good team this year is, is better. And, and four was a pretty close yeah. spread for what I was thinking. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking Houston probably was going to be a touchdown favorite. That's what I was I was hoping for. I was hoping I was going to get that seven or eight points, and then I was going to be all over it. Uh, but uh, UT San Antonio, a little too good last year. Uh, everybody probably made too much money <laughs> off them, and they weren't going to make the same mistakes. I, I'm really interested to see what this game ends up being. I, I think it'll definitely be a tight, close game. Game, and I, I'm just curious if UT San Antonio can sort of pull an early season upset. We moved to SMU North Texas. SMU, I think, has a lot of talent here. We'll see if they can sort of make enough after the coaching change. I don't know 
if the talent fits the coaching change. It's of similar offense, yeah. but uh, it, it's not quite the same. I always think it's tough to go into North Texas mm-hmm. and play football. Uh, we talked about it. They also, I, I think the biggest thing is they have an advantage since they played last week. This is SMU's first game. North Texas went to a, a tough place to win at UTEP and dominated that game pretty good. So I, I have my eyes on this one as well as one of those that uh, North Texas might be able to sneak up and win. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this one popped out immediately to me on the on the value we're getting. I was really impressed with North Texas last week going into UTEP and just easily dominating yeah. that game. Uh, and then, like you said, uh, North Texas is a tough place to come in, and we've kind of got a – uh, a somewhat reeling SMU program, yeah. uh, hoping they can slowly or quickly reel everything back in and, and keep the momentum going yeah. that they've built these you know past four or five years under their previous coaching staff. So this, is, this SMU team is going to be desperate, but uh, North Texas might be just uh, finicky enough to yeah. pull off the upset. And speaking much like the Miami-Ohio-Kentucky game uh, where a lot of people know each other, this one – I think everybody in Texas football will know each other and have uh, been quite aware of who's who in this one. And then last one, James Madison versus MTSU. Uh, You know, is there any value in MTSU here getting points uh, as James Madison transitions into into (laughs) – I think it flipped once I saw the line because I'm like, well, is there value in MTSU? This is – I, I wouldn't say a strong program, but it's been, uh, for the most part, a, a five- to eight-win program pretty yeah. consistently. Uh, they do have pretty solid players, a pretty decent recruiting base. Uh, is James Madison just going to go in here and, and win this, or it, does the value sort of switch with MTSU getting plus here? Well, well I had this one. I was I was seeking plus points on James <laughs> yeah. Madison's side. Uh, I was quite distraught when I pulled up the line, and I was like, because oh. this MTSU team is actually kind of uh, – down uh, from what they've been. Yes. Uh, they were a really solid team last year. Lost a lot of pieces to that. They're going to be coming down and I was like, this is the perfect time for James Madison to come yeah. onto the scene. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a, a, a big blowout game. I can see this going either way. You know, MTSU still has some, some pieces there. And like you said, this is James Madison's first game coming up. Yeah. Uh, they could struggle. Uh, I'd lean James Madison, but the spread was just too big. Yeah, I... I, I couldn't talk myself. It wasn't big enough to where I would think I want MTSU action, but it was a little too big where I didn't want to be in the James Madison action game, especially to kick off their season. So I, I left that one, sadly. Maybe if they get blown out, they might get a little bit better, better value down the road. Uh, but let's go into our bets for Conference USA. I got one here. And this is another one, uh, much like the uh, you know Central Michigan Oklahoma State line. It's a Thursday night game. Alabama A and M versus UAB. Uh, that total was sixty three. I I thought that was very very high, considering I don't think Alabama and if they get seven, I, I, I'd be stunned. Uh, so, and UAB has never been a team that. Uh, let, let's just say rolls up point totals real high. Let's see where they're at this year, new coach. <laughs> I, yes, but like we talked about, he came from the uh, old coach. I think we're getting a lot of handoffs uh, and dives up the middle here. I just thought 63 yeah. uh, because UAB is going to have to score 
50, 60, <laughs> of those to be kind. And I thought, well, they might pull back at some point here because they have to move on and play other teams. So I thought 63 uh, on a Thursday night football game was a, a lot. So I have the under on that one at uh, 250. I'm going to take that for it. So I, I really liked that play. Yeah, I've got. I've actually got three plays. I got a couple in one game here. Uh, I'm I'm really big on this North Texas upset. I, I feel it coming. I've got uh, I've got uh, 500 or dollars on the ten and a half with uh, North Texas. Uh, that's I think that's. I think that's likely to hit. Yeah. Uh, ten and a half there. I think this is going to be a much closer matchup than that. And then I took a little stab. I put 251 unit on the upset money line uh, at, uh, oh gosh, plus 247. So yeah, a little see, bit of. I, I found it at 290. So that should be another thing. If you have multiple books, search around because <laughs> he got 247. I got 290. So uh, good value, better value for me than even you there. So uh, I might have North Texas and the uh, money line coming into play a, a little bit later uh, as well. What are your other ones? Uh, I've got one more. I've got, uh, and this is actually a game Sunday uh, evening. I've got Western Kentucky going on the road oh. to to Hawaii, who just got shellacked by a Vanderbilt team that I don't really respect that much. Uh, Western Kentucky minus six. 16 here. I've got $250 on that. Yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. So, Conference USA in the books. A lot of good games in, in Conference USA this weekend. Uh, I think there'll be some good viewing. So, don't just tune into the big ones. Check out a couple of those, especially Houston, UT, San Antonio. Let's move to the Sun Belt. I, I think this is slowly becoming our sort of favorite small conference. Um, I got a couple in here. The big one, North Carolina, Appalachian State. Yep. Uh, Troy, Old Miss, I, I thought was a big one. And then Army, Coastal Carolina. The North Carolina, Appy State, I, I think is really big because it's it's a pickup game. Yeah. Basically, Appy State no longer even gets thrown into little school that could. Uh, they're basically taking the team who's probably finishing somewhere between second or third in the ACC and is even money uh, there. Uh, Troy Ole Miss, I, I'm curious to see what the Ole Miss team looks like. Yeah. I, I, I'm big on Troy. I just want to see where they are yeah. and if they can hang with Ole Miss uh, a little bit here. And then I think this Coastal Carolina Army game is really, really big. This is a game I think Coastal Carolina just has to mm -hmm. win here. It's just they can't lose to Army. If they want to be taken seriously, they can't lose to this Army team, especially with, you know, a month, basically, to prepare for that option attack. The other thing is they're, they put in a couple new rules about chop blocking downfield. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that sort of plays with the option offense, which basically uses chop blocking downfield as their tactic. So what of these three games are you most interested in here? Uh, I'm really most interested in that Army Coastal yeah. Carolina game. I, I just this is really going to be make or break for either of these teams. I yeah. think on the Army season. won nine games last year, so they're not a joke. But I think if you want to be one of those small school teams that is taken seriously yeah. in the top twenty five, top fifty, you got to get on. A you got to be able to beat Army. Yeah, and, and you know I think this is going to be a really really good defensive battle just to see how they match up. Uh, Army's always interesting. Uh, to watch and see how teams can adapt yeah. and react. Uh, like you said, I think it being week one is a huge advantage to Coastal Carolina because some of these teams, they go from preparing for traditional-style offenses and then, you know, right after a game week have to go in and prep for this Army, and that's a big challenge. So a uh, little bit of an advantage there. So uh, for that reason, I'm, I'm definitely going to be leaning Coastal here. But uh, 
I could see it going either way. Yeah. North Carolina Appy State. Where are you? Where is your head at here? Because, you know, I want to take Appy State, but I, I think I wanted a bigger number. Uh, I didn't think North Carolina looked great in that game versus FAMU, especially since I think FAMU was taking students out of uh, the literal North Carolina to put on the field there. But then again, I mean, what? One, North Carolina didn't even know if they were going to be playing on Friday at that point. And two, I don't think they took the game all that serious once they, you know, found out basically no one on that FAMU team was coming to play. So do you gauge anything off that? No. Or do you just sort of reset North Carolina Appy State? Who's better in this one? Yeah, I think you've got a reset here. Um, not really learning a whole lot from last week. Uh, still got a lot of questions with this North Carolina. You know, I, I, I like I like Mac Brown's recruiting. He can put a game together, a team together. Can he coach that team? Meh. But um, I, I I really like this App State yes. team, and I really like the advantage they've got being the home team here. Uh, I honestly thought App State was going to be giving up points here, so yeah. I, I actually like them getting the points. Yeah, the only thing about App State that I don't love is I'm not huge on Chase Bryce. I just think he's turnover prone, and that's something Appy State's never really had is a quarterback who tends to turn over and give other teams uh, chances, and that just drives me a little nuts. Now, whether North Carolina is capable of forcing those turnovers, I don't know, but I'm curious to see about this game. Uh, Troy Old Miss, any any thoughts on this one, or I, you think this is going to be a blowout? I stared up this one for a while um, just because I was looking at that spread, and I thought, you know, Old Miss defense. Well, I don't think we know what Old Miss is going to be. Yeah. Uh, they got to replace uh, a great quarterback mm-hmm. in Matt Corral. They, uh, You know, can they put up the points as fast as they did last year? Plus, you know, their defense has always been a question mark ever since Kiffin yeah. came to town. It was better last year, and it was still giving up 30 points a game. Yeah, I, I, I know that most of their over-unders were around 70 or 80 <laughs> yes. points. Uh, and a lot of they times the overs They got down to like 65 <laughs> by the end of the season, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I think this will be a good one to watch, just kind of get a good read on both of these teams. I think Troy can be competitive, but I think in the end that just the talent overall will prevail for Ole Miss. Yeah. All right, let's uh, get into our bets for the Sun Belt. I got three of them in this one. Uh, the Coastal Carolina uh, Army, uh, I'm going to end up taking Coastal Carolina here. I, I think the the month to prepare Coastal Carolina will be able to dominate this game. I think they'll be able to score on this Army defense. Uh, I don't worry about that. It's the other side of the ball. I worry about that. You started to see some cracks in this Coastal Carolina team defensively last year. Did they fill those in? Does it remain the same? I don't know, but I just think Coastal Carolina, especially at home, is a better team here. I think two and a half. Nice little line there. I put 500 on that one. Uh, The Georgia State-South Carolina game, that total was at 56 and a half. Uh, I I don't foresee Georgia State scoring a lot of points here. Um, South Carolina, I... They don't ever score a lot of points, even when they were good under the likes of Spurrier. So I think 56.5 is a little too big. I'm going to take that under. I think this game, you know, played maybe South Carolina gets in the 30s. I Georgia State lucky maybe to get 14 to 17 points. I don't know. Uh, so I really like that one. 500 on that one. And then La Monroe, 36-1 versus Texas. <laughs> now, uh... I, I don't think this is going to happen, but uh, last year we got two 30-to-1 La Monroe wins and uh, like 24-to-1. So 
I'm not going to miss that again this year if that occurs. Just taking La Monroe so, every week. If La Monroe is a 30 to 1 plus dog in a game, I'm taking them so I can hit one of those just to say I hit one of those. So La Monroe, money line, plus 30. Uh, 600. I got 62.50 on that one. We didn't use a whole lot of the bankroll, but at 36 to 1, 62.50 pays you a, a nice little chunk of change there. But Law Monroe, 36 to 1 on the money line as well. What are you looking at in the Sun Belt? You know, I've got a few plays here. I've got App State in the Pick'em game. Yeah. I like the home team here. Um, and I just, I think there's some unknowns with North Carolina that I'm waiting to see against yeah. a real team. So I, I lean App State there. Um, I've also got two picks in that Coastal Carolina Army game. Uh, oh, on that App State pick, I've got a $750 play. On oh, that. big so one! That's He's that's one of my on medium. That's one of my medium to high uh, uh, picks this I week. I think we will have a hater in Chase Bryce too, <laughs> if we get a couple of pickies on that game. Uh, so in this uh, Coastal Carolina Army game, I've got Coastal Carolina minus the two and a half. I've got uh, 750 on that as well. Whoa. I actually like this one better than App State. A lot of action for you in the Sun yeah, Belt. Yeah, Sun Belt. Uh, and I also have the under in that game at 53 and a half. I've got 500 dollars on that. You know, I've seen Army literally drain an entire quarter of yeah. football in one possession. Uh, and this is a uh, two very good defensive teams. I think this could be an under. Yeah, it. I, I'm really. Couple uh, really good ones in this one. I've got, I've got one more here. I, oh. I, I got I to start list telling you, you how many I got you, before I go into it. You're them loaded here. in the Sun Belt. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about this game, but this is a team that I've got picked finish high in my Sun Belt projections. Southern Miss. Yeah, I looked at this one. Getting, I thought you might be getting on this three one. and a half at Liberty uh, or at home versus Liberty. Yeah. I believe this is in Southern Miss. Uh, I, I did a one unit, two hundred fifty dollar play on this. Uh, I'm, I may have uh, them in some upset parlays later, yeah. but I, I think the Southern Miss team can pull it off against Liberty. Uh, they lose uh, Malik Willis, so let's yeah. see what Liberty's bringing in to replace that. Yeah, uh, the, there was a South Alabama's Nickel State that didn't have a line. If that line is somewhere between three to six, which I <laughs> doubt will be three <laughs> to six, I'm going to grab South Alabama now. If it goes over the double digits, I, I probably won't, and it didn't even make my. Uh, no line, wait and see column two. So that's not really, but uh, maybe by Saturday if I can get a line on that game and it's somewhere I, I, I sort of like it. I, I might grab South Alabama. We, we didn't put that game on our list, South Alabama, Nickel State. All right, let's move to the AAC. Uh, only one game I really wanted to talk about here, and that's Cincinnati and, and Arkansas. I, I put it in the AAC column because I, I think this is a huge game for Cincinnati. they got to show they can retool and, and sort of rebuild. It's not a once-every-four-year thing. It, it's sort of they're okay, and, and then by the next year they're ready to sort of challenge and run the table here. Arkansas, this is – I think they're sort of a baseline team. If you can beat them, you know you're a good football team. Yeah. And if you can't beat them, you sort of know your level is at. You know exactly what Arkansas is going to do. Uh, their defense dropped off a little bit last year, but they're a pretty smash-mouth defensive team. Offensive line uh, and quarterback will basically just maul you to death. Uh, I look for that to continue. And even the quarterback started throwing the ball uh, a little mm -hmm. bit last year and looked yeah. pretty good. So if there's another progression there, uh, I'm curious to see. I, I couldn't pull the trigger on an Arkansas straight bet. I thought that six maybe creeped up a little too high uh, for me. But uh, what are your thoughts on this Cincinnati-Arkansas game? Because 
I, I think your play comes what you think Cincinnati will be more yeah. than what Arkansas is. Because yeah. I think we know what Arkansas is. Yeah, I think we're going to get roughly the same. It's whether or not Arkansas has improved any from yeah. last year. I don't see them regressing yeah. uh, at all. Um, now, they did get lucky in quite a few games last year. They had some bounces go their way. Uh, you know, that may they could be just as good or if not better this year and still lose more yes. games this season. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially looking at their schedule. But Cincinnati, I think, has uh, more well, questions. Well, just starting with this game. You open with Cincinnati. Yeah. I don't think there's anything bad about losing to Cincinnati. No, uh, <laughs> but I, I, th- I think Cincinnati's, you know, lost lost some experience um, that I'm interested to see if they can replace. But I, I, I tend to lean Arkansas here. Yeah, I, I ended up putting Arkansas in, I believe, uh, my parlays uh, yeah. because I just – I don't think I could be aggressive on – sort of straight bet here because I, I thought the six was a little I had this more in the three or four point range I'm just but I, I couldn't be aggressive enough on Cincinnati because I think the defense will still be good because even without uh, you know Luke Fickle early on Cincinnati's defense has always been able to sort of replenish and replace mm-hmm. now they had elite guys the last couple of years but I think that it's what that offense can do and can they replenish and replace certainly at the quarterback Ritter had been there for four or five years mm-hmm. he, and that's just coming in and facing a team like Arkansas who is disciplined know exactly what you're doing I, I didn't find a lot of advantage there but I just thought six even in Fayetteville I, I thought that was it's uh, like a point or two too high for a team that probably the talent levels are you know it, it's like that uh, yeah. so See, I just couldn't quite make a real aggressive play th- this was my one play in this conference I've got I've got five hundred dollars I actually think uh, I've got Arkansas minus the six. Uh, I I feel pretty comfortable as long as that line stays under seven. Yeah, uh, it's bounced back and forth between six six and a half. Uh, you know, we'll see when it comes game day. It probably jumps over that seven mark if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, but so I, if you're on Arkansas, I'd grab it early and not late, especially like game of as people are starting to lose money and double well, and tripling down on bets. Yeah, and you, you know, and Arkansas is just one of those. You know, I've looked at this, but this it's one of those knee jerk. Picks, uh, and you get a lot of amateur betters on game day that are going to pull the trigger on this Arkansas. But I, I think you're safe under the seven. Yeah, uh, that's why I've got five hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I I had it originally in my straight bets and then pulled it off. Uh, I, I think it like first viewing, it was like Arkansas at home, and then I just sort of talked myself out of the number on that one. I actually have no bets in the AAC, so uh, a zero for me, a one for you. <laughs> We clearly like betting the Sun Belt uh, a whole lot better. Let's move to the Mountain West. A couple games here I, I wanted to break down. Northern Iowa versus Air Force and uh, Boise State versus Oregon State. Northern Iowa, always a tricky opener. Yeah. Uh, now, they usually either go Iowa State or Iowa and give them uh, a little bit of a scare. I, I'm curious what this Air Force team is going to be. This is... This is one of those games where I, I wonder why you schedule uh, a team you know is a good subdivision team. So you get basically no credit from anyone uh, if you win, especially at home. And if you lose, it basically sinks your whole season. Everybody goes, well, you lost to a subdivision team, ignoring that the subdivision team might be better than, you know, 50 <laughs> of those bottom <laughs> teams that are, uh, you know, D1 teams. So I, I'm curious... Any chance uh, Northern Iowa sort of, they have the same advantages where they have a month 
to prepare for this option offense. Now, Air Force is a little bit more talented, especially on the defensive side of the ball than Army. Uh, so I, I wasn't going to take Northern Iowa, but I, I, it did. I, I peeked at it when I looked, and I like, this is a little bit harder game than I think people are aware of. Yeah, I was, you know, Air Force, a team I won a lot of bets on last yeah. year. Uh, curious to see if they can, you know, repeat the performance they did, you know, right there uh, competing for the conference title. Um, but, yeah, this this would be a good game. I didn't have any action in this yeah. one. Uh, not a real, a real lean on either team here. Let's move to Boise State, Oregon State. This one this I'm looking one, forward to. I, I am tuned in for this one because <laughs> I'm really big on Oregon State. I think this. I, I looked at the Boise State roster again today. I, I think they got a really good football team. If they can sort of sneak this one out, because I, I think this is opening week going into Corvallis, really, really difficult game. And I didn't end up putting any action on it because I, I just. I really like Oregon State. I think they're going to be a contender on that side of the Pac 12 conference. So where are you sitting on the Boise State? I know you're big on Boise State here, yeah. but I, I think you respect Oregon State too because I, I brought you on to them uh, maybe one or two years ago when Jonathan Smith took over there, and mm-hmm. they're sort of sneaky. Yeah, yeah, they're a sneaky good team and always good at home. Yes. Um, but, you know, I looked to Boise State who had a slow start to last season uh, and really got into tune yeah. as the season goes. I think they've got some momentum uh, coming into this season, uh, missed their bowl game, uh, but I, I – for some reason, I just like Boise State yeah. in this situation here. I, 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 I don't know. You know, I've got a lean, but I think it's going to be a great football game. Uh, real big for both of these teams as far as momentum goes. Yeah, I should probably say Saturday at 5 o'clock. I might panic bet bet on Boise State. I'm not going to lie. Well, this is I think this is an early game for a West Coast game. I think it's I, at like 3.30 this okay, weekend. Okay, well, that might be good. Then I can't <laughs> bet because – my initial response was to take Boise State in this one because this is really, really low, and I think Boise State probably has the better talent here. Whether they can, and, and they're these players aren't probably used to going to, but Boise State has gone on the road oh, and, yeah. and played big teams for twenty five years now. So, you know, going into Corvallis isn't going to really threaten them. But uh, I, I just couldn't pull the trigger. Lucky said it, it might be an afternoon game, so I don't throw a random <laughs> <laughs> panic bet in on Boise State. But I, I'm intrigued to watch this one. This one, appointment viewing for me for sure. Yeah. Uh, really should get a nice baseline of where Boise State and Oregon State sit. So what are we betting on here in the Mountain West? I got two. I got the Wyoming Wyoming Tulsa under 44 and a half. Uh, if you watched Wyoming's offense uh, last week, uh, it, it was basically run the quarterback up the middle. Uh, they had no throwing, and th- I thought their defense played solid up until a point. Uh, the offense didn't give them much chance, but up in Laramie, I think Tulsa first week. Uh, like I said, Wyoming's already played a game for some pretty solid Illinois team. We'll get to that. <laughs> well, we hope it's a pretty solid Illinois team as we get to that. But I, I thought 44 and a half that uh, Illinois-Wyoming game, which I took the over on uh, yeah. last minute, was uh, I think 42 and a half. I think the number hit 43 or 44. Uh, I think, well, I think in Illinois ended up hitting 42 on their own. It was No, it was 38. Okay. 38. Six, I believe. So okay. I so right on that number. I, I think the forty-four now. I don't think Tulsa's going to hit thirty-eight. 
No. <laughs> and if they do, then we might adjust on what we think it's going to be. Uh, so I thought I liked the under here at 44 and a half, uh, 500 on that. And then one of my big ones, uh, Nevada at home. Versus Texas State, one Nevada played last week. I like that bump going into a week where they've already played a game. I thought they played all right for the competition that it was. I don't, you know, they didn't have to press too much versus, you know, a New Mexico State team, which, speaking of teams that Northern Iowa is probably better than than (laughs) Division One teams, that would be one. But, you know, I I don't understand this line because I don't look at Texas State as a team with – anywhere near uh, the sort of size or talent level of Nevada. So one I thought was really, really generous. I I think this one might be up to three by Saturday because I, I don't know why anyone would take Texas State on the road versus Nevada. So I really like that one. That one's one of my big bets, 750 for uh, Nevada on that one. What do you like in the I, Mountain West? I've got two picks in the Mountain West, and I also have one of my, my big plays this week, uh, one of my top dogs, uh, San Diego State. Minus six at home versus uh, Arizona team that I just have no respect for. A little nervous San Diego State can be hot and cold, but I think they're going to start the year fresh, and this Arizona team has just been decimated the past few years. Uh, I like that under a touchdown spread there. I've got – I've got a five-unit play on that one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm really confident. Big one. We're getting to that one in the Pac-12. Uh, so one of, one of my one of my biggest plays. Um, but uh, what else? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I had one more. Nevada. No. Boise State. Boise State. That I got, one. I got Boise State plus three going to Oregon State. Yeah. Uh, I'm just got one unit play here, 250. Not too confident, but I, I do like this uh, Boise State. I think that was just to add some more fun action onto an already uh, great game. Let's move to the big uh, 12 here. I, I put one game in here. Now there are two games, but I, I listed it more under the ACC that I, I think are really, really watchable. But uh, TCU Colorado, I'm interested about this one. I think I'm interested about this one just because of the line movement. Uh, this game opened as TCU as seven-point favorites, which I, I think is a, a good, solid line. It is up to 13-and-a-half now. <laughs> and that peaked my eyebrow because as much as I hate and deride Colorado and their coaching staff, TCU going on the road into Boulder in a week one opener at 13-and-a-half, I, I that made me pause Uh, And I'm curious to see where this TCU team is. Uh, Last year, they sort of struggled in games like this going on the road. Is this a new life in TCU? I I really, I was upset that they, the coach left slash was being fired, even though he built that program. But I thought the guy they brought in there is at least uh, of similar vein, different style, but of similar Texas uh, football vein. So I, I, I think TCU cruises in this one, but I was stunned that this line has moved seven points in basically four weeks. I'm like uh, 13 and a half that from seven. Uh, that is a very difficult opener. What do you make of this TCU Colorado game? Yeah, it's reached it's reached that line there where it's mm-hmm. almost become untouchable. Almost, yes. I say almost because we'll, we'll get yes. to that in a second. Uh, but I really like this TCU yeah. team. I think they're going to turn. Uh, turn a page and actually grow, especially offensively under their new coaching uh, staff here. And this Colorado team, I just I, th- I think they put more than 20 points on the board like twice all of last year. Yeah. Not big on this Colorado team. Yeah, it's a tough place to go, but it's still 
uh, you know, September, early yes. September. It's not going to be cold or snowy no. or anything like that. This so. is more a play for atmosphere uh, than the <laughs> actual quality of the Colorado team. And although I don't have a play, I just have it thrown into one of my parlays. So I'm not real aggressive on Colorado here. I was just stunned at the line movement. Uh, you know, uh, I like TCU this year, but uh, a seven-point jump on a road game in Boulder just seemed like, what does everybody know that I don't know other than Colorado is trash? But it's still a difficult place to go to. Um, bets in this one. Uh, we'll talk about this game later in the ACC because I think it's more important for Pittsburgh here. But uh, I have West Virginia plus a seven and a half on Thursday night football, five hundred dollars. This is a, a big time rivalry. It's oh, not yeah. a rivalry anymore. But uh, back when Big East football, they were trying to get it to matter, and Virginia Tech, uh, Pittsburgh, West Virginia, Miami, all came in there. Ten, eleven years since they've uh, played this. This game. was one of the big ones, yeah. uh, and I just. I want to see what Pittsburgh is. They also have a huge game next week. I wonder how that's going to play out. So I liked West Virginia in the 7.5. And, and I think there's so many unknowns about this West Virginia uh, team. Can the offense come around? New offensive coordinators in there. Uh, but I, I think rivalry rise on a Thursday night football. I, I know it's being played in Heinz Field, but uh, I think ticket sales have been oh, yeah. way more on the Morgantown side of things than the Pittsburgh side of things. So I don't even think that home field plays all that much advantage. I think it plays more for West Virginia here. So I, I really liked that number at 7.5. What are your bets here in the Big 12? I, I've, I've just got one in the Big 12, and it is in that game we talked about. Yeah. I took the TCU minus 13.5. A little nervous about this, just a $250 play for me. But like I said, I think that line's at two touchdowns. Yeah. I, I think they're going to clear that number uh and uh, it, it, it could finish around 28 That one's a line where that's why 14. you look at college football week one lines in early August <laughs> and grab it at seven. Because at seven, I'm like, ah, nice. And 13 and a half, I'm like, why are they 13 and a half point road favorites in uh, a mile high town? I, I, you know, if they don't struggle with the road trip, yeah. They could turn this into a blowout. Oh, I, think, I, I think they're talented enough. I think the blowout is there. I just. 13-and-a-half-point road favorites for a team that won four or five games last year. I, I peak an eye. And it doubling in price. Let's move to the Pac-12. Uh, a couple really good yeah. ones here. Oregon, Georgia, the, the mainstay. I put your Arizona-San Diego State in this one because I, I wanted to talk more about Arizona here. And, and then the other big one, Utah-Florida. So two Pac-12 SEC matchups. Both Pac-12 teams traveling east. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, Oregon's in Atlanta. Yes. <clears throat> I, the spread is what intrigued me in the Oregon-Georgia game. Uh, I, 17 and a half. Uh, I, I still respect this Oregon team. I think offensively, it's probably a let's wait and see. But I think defensively, they still have elite talent. Uh, elite talent of NFL level that's going to be drafted in very high early rounds. So uh, I, I just, I'm curious how this game's going to play out. I, I don't think Oregon can win it. Um, but I, I just thought that spread was really, really big. And it wouldn't be the biggest stunner if Oregon beat Georgia here. I, I think Oregon's still a quality team. I, I think coaching-wise, they've put in good coaches in there. They always have a good, solid program that's been around. So I was shocked at the line. What do you make of this Oregon? You know, you know, we talked about this before the show. You know, 
I think this could be an, in that spread very yeah. easily as long as Oregon doesn't uh, do themselves yes. in. Uh, you know, that's easier said than done against a, a Georgia defense yes. that scores almost as much as a Georgia offense. Uh, so Oregon can't get stupid. They can't uh, make silly mistakes that give Georgia easy points. If they can avoid that, I think this thing stays between two touchdowns. Yeah. I, I think the thing is how aggressive did Georgia come out offensively? Yeah. You saw it. They but, probably will have a crowd advantage yeah. at this game. Yes, I, I, I believe. Uh, I, I think you saw early last year Georgia played pretty conservative and just let their defense yeah. uh, did the work. And then as the season uh, grew and they sort of trusted their offense a little more, it, they started expanding. But I'm wondering, back to week one, they know defense, although they could shut down Oregon. I, and probably the worst thing they can do is be real aggressive on offense, let that Oregon defense make a couple plays that sort of keep them in this game. So I, I think this will, will be a little bit like that Clemson game we talked about it uh, last year, where basically both offenses were scared to death uh, to sort of do anything. And, uh, you know, it ended up like 13-3. Uh, the next one I wanted to talk about was the Arizona-San Diego State yeah. game. I, I think this one's bigger for uh, like in Arizona. We've seen San Diego uh, basically, I don't know, 15, 20 years running, go into one of these Pac-12 teams and win. I, I think that's what hurts this Pac-12 conference because if you ask me Mountain, Mountain West. West versus Pac-12, yeah. honestly, Mountain West has been a better conference the last 10 to 15 years than the Pac-12 conference. So can a team like Arizona – who I sort of like this coaching staff, is instilling more of pro-style offense in there. I don't know if it'll work, but can they handle a San Diego State team who is always good, always solid? You know they're going to come with the defense. is already sort of a pro-style team. They run the ball, they play a set defense, and are real aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. Can an Arizona sort of, I don't even think win is the proper term, but at least play with them because San Diego State is... Uh, sort of just taken advantage of these teams in years past. Mauled them, and it's always 17-3, yeah. 21-7. I'm just – I'm curious if one of these Pac-12 sort of underlings can sort of at least raise their level to at least be on a level of a San Diego State here. Let's go to Utah, Florida. This is a big one. I know you're big on this one. Yeah. I'm really interested in this one because I don't think we know what we're getting from Florida. I think we know what the coach wants to do. Yeah. It's does that translate here? And we know exactly what Utah wants to do because Kyle Whittingham has basically been doing the same thing, which is quite similar to what Billy Napier likes to do. Both lines, solid, strong. Utah probably has a quarterback advantage here. I think Anthony Richardson is a bit of an unknown. Yeah, Maybe he, he turns out to be a star. Certainly throwing the ball is the question mark with him because, uh, I mean, his big frame and running, he, he will be able to get yards. How do you see this Utah-Florida game played out? Well, you know, as out of all the games that we've talked about, about going in on a tough road yeah. week one, this is probably the hardest road environment to go into, uh, you know, all the way across the country and into Gainesville. Um but I, I'm really leaning Utah here just because, like you said, the unknowns on Florida is Anthony Richardson going to be what everybody hopes. He's proven to really struggle to pass the ball unless he's proved that, uh, improved that in this offseason. And, and it's going to be hard to pass. Utah will man up, be yeah. aggressive. Uh, it would not surprise me to see Napier just come out in the first few possessions just try to yeah. run, really force run the ball. If they can, if they can – 
impart their will into this game and really make this into a defensive matchup. Florida will probably have the slight advantage, but if this starts to get moving and the scoring comes, look for Utah to pull away in the yeah. second half. This one, uh, I, I, I think I, I sort of lean. I, I want Utah to win this. I, I want other teams in Georgia, Alabama, to and. Ohio State to be in the mix yeah. to win championships. I'd like Utah to make a run yeah. and sort of get in there and see what they can do. Maybe they get blown out, but it, it's least better than getting the same four teams every year. They have to win this game to sort of get in the mix, especially since we don't know what Florida's going to be. Ten-win team could end up being a six-win team. Yeah, We don't know what they are. Utah has to go in there. Tough opening game, but uh, really, really uh, sort of one they need to win. All right, let's go to our bets here. Uh, I got one here, Oregon plus the 17-and-a-half versus Georgia. I talked about it. I just think this will be a pretty conservative game on both sides. Nobody's going to want to make turnovers that give the other team points and let them pull away. I think we're going to get really conservative football, especially early. Maybe by the fourth quarter it opens up a little. Yeah. But that first half, I, I maybe first half under might be a, a better play. <laughs> but uh, that number was really, really low. So I didn't like that. And you have – Bo Nix playing quarterback for Oregon, who uh, can single-handedly cost you that under just on himself. So, But I thought 17.5 was a little too much, so I go 250 on Oregon plus the 17.5. And, and then uh, I, I took Colorado plus the 13.5 versus TCU just because I thought that spread got a little bit too big. I put 250 on that. I'm not hugely confident, and uh, it might be the last time I take Colorado all year long. But I, I just... That spread jumping from seven to almost fourteen in uh, you know two weeks. I, I might also just wait on this until the very last minute yeah. to see if this thing even climbs higher than that. So uh, thirteen and a half Colorado TCU two fifty on that one. What do you got out of the Pac twelve? I've got a few picks here, and I'll go ahead and uh, name this one. I had it down in my SEC, uh, but since we've talked about this game, I'm going to take the under in this uh, Georgia Oregon game. I, I think it's at fifty three. I I think. See, it got down to 50 where I was, so I started to back off there. Uh, you know, another advantage to look at these early, I think it's in the 40s now. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that 53 line. I, I Unless Oregon just really drops the yeah. ball, uh, I don't see this getting uh, too high a scoring. And then I've got two plays in the Utah-Florida game. You know, go back to our preseason show, big on Utah. I've got them uh, – got to bet on them to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like you said, if they're going to do that – they need to get this game to really get the ball rolling. Uh, so I've got Utah minus the three at Florida. Uh, I've got 250 on that. And then I also, because I like Utah, I think this is going to be a high-scoring matchup, which gives the advantage. I'm going to take the over 51 here. I've got two units on that, $500. Yeah. All right. So let's move to the ACC, West Virginia-Pittsburgh. We already touched on that one uh, pretty good. Uh, let's move to two interesting ones here that uh, – are not big games, but I think they're meaningful to the team. NC State versus East Carolina and Louisville versus Syracuse. Uh, I think we spoke about it a little bit, like not as big a stakes, but a game Utah has to win. Yeah. This NC State game versus East Carolina. In East Carolina, one, why the hell would you schedule that? That's stupid among – but this is a game NC State has to win. If you want to be thought of as, as yeah. a quality elite team, you have to be able to go into East Carolina and win. East Carolina, a good team. I, I Solid team. Uh, capable of beating teams. But you wouldn't say Ohio State goes to East Carolina is going to lose. If you want to be thought of as a top yeah. 10 team, you basically have to go in there and, and beat them up pretty good. Uh, 
tough game, but I, I want to see what NC State is. You were bigger on NC State uh, than I was. What do you think of this matchup? Yeah, I think this is where NC State really turns the corner. Yeah. I think they're going to come in and really uh, impose their will in this one and, and really dominate. I I think they're going to turn a new table, and, and we're going to see a really good ACC team in NC State. Yeah. All right, let's move to Louisville-Syracuse. <laughs> I, this might not... I really wanted to make a play in this yeah. one. I <laughs> I couldn't end up making a play, but I'm very interested because both these teams sort of come from the same sort of place. I think both have optimism coming into this year and, and think they can, you know, get seven, eight, nine wins if things go right. They open up against each other. Someone's going to be really happy. Someone's going to be really sad. I, I'm curious, what way were you leaning on this game? I, I think I leaned Louisville. But I talked myself yeah. out of it going on the road in Syracuse because I just don't know what Louisville is. You hear all the nonsense. They've shored up the defense. Yeah. Their offense is flowing. But then you hear the same thing from Syracuse, that their offense is ready to come back to what it was a couple years ago. I just don't know what to believe. So I, I want to see what this game does, but I couldn't find a way to bet on this game. Yeah, this is one where I'm you know, early in the week going through these picks. Um, initially just, oh, Louisville, yeah. yeah. Then I'm like, wait, in Syracuse, yeah. in the Dome, against this crazy team where crazy things happen. Yeah. And, and and this is a Syracuse team that probably outplayed what they should have been yes. last year, and I think they're going to look to build on that. So uh, I think this is a stay away. You've really got to wait and see what happens between these two teams before you can make a play. You know, maybe Syracuse wins this one, and then you can get good value yeah. on them against somebody better yeah. in a few weeks from now. Uh, but – just too many unknowns in this yeah. one. I think this is one where you look down the initial list, you make the check mark on Louisville, then you start researching it, you start marking excess <laughs> in Syracuse yeah. favor, and you're That's like, exactly what happened. Uh, all right, <laughs> all right. So we got through those. Let's let's get into our couple of bets in the ACC. Uh, this one I have, I, I had to find a line somewhere. It, if it's not in and around this, I, I'm probably going to mark it off. But Richmond was twenty five and a half. Uh, where I found first Virginia. One, this is a a rivalry that people don't know is a rivalry, Richmond versus Virginia, and, and I think 25-and-a-half versus a Virginia team who, yes, under uh, Bronco Mendenhall was really good, but without Bronco Mendenhall, I think we start dropping back down. Yeah. And uh, Richmond has beaten Virginia a handful of times when they played. So I, I thought 25 and a half, which is what I found. So if it's between 24 and 27, I, I will take that for 250. Now, if it starts to get around 21, I, I'm probably out on those markets. So I want to see where other lines come in because this is what I found. I can't remember where I found it. Maybe Bat Rivers, maybe Win Bat. Uh, so that one's in the maybe territory as we bet on subdivisions and look for lines. Uh, Sunday night, Florida State, I I'm going to take the three uh, versus LSU. Uh, I, I don't really have a reason. I just think this is going to be a close game. I, I think Florida State probably has a little bit more experience than what LSU has, uh, but you can tell how aggressive I'm being. That's a 125. We're, <laughs> we're lower in the percentages. Uh, this is more Sunday night. I have nothing to do. The NFL hasn't started. And, and I just like the points. I think if you flipped it and gave me LSU plus eight, I'd probably take the LSU side. So whoever was getting points, I was yeah. probably going to take in this one because I have no clue what to expect from either side of these. Talent probably in and around the same level. Coaching probably leans uh, towards Brian Kelly, but I don't know if Brian Kelly 
has his team ready yet, and we all respected Mike Norvell up until the point when he left Memphis and went to Florida State. So. I think this is a, a prove-it year. Yeah. I think he has to get it. Yeah. So, uh, and then lastly, Clemson versus Georgia Tech. Uh, on Monday night football, I I might talk myself into taking Georgia Tech in the 21 and a half. I haven't quite gotten to that. Can Clemson score 21 points? That's what I... <laughs> I haven't gotten myself to that level of wanting to, A, watch this game for <laughs> any reason whatsoever. So we're going to start out with the total at under 48 and a half. Uh, if Georgia Tech gets 10, I'd be impressed. And nothing uh, about Clemson offensively told me they were capable of scoring 30 points in a game. Yeah. So 48 and a half, while under the uh, sort of magical 50 mark. This one probably should be hovering more in the 42-point range. So 48 and a half, 250 on Monday, and, and we might talk ourselves into Georgia Tech at 21 and a half, probably depending on how good or bad we feel about ourselves uh, for that one. What do you got on the ACC? I, I've got a few uh, uh, $250 plays here in this conference. Uh, one we didn't talk about, Temple at Duke. That was um, coming up in the uh, underdog plays for me. Uh, I, I don't have an underdog play here. I just know that Neither one of these teams play defense. Uh, this line's at 51.5. I think it's going to go way over that. Uh, I've got 250 on that. Um, next up, I've got NC State minus the 11. Uh, and one more, and I just lost it. I apologize. Oh, a team I liked a lot last year, Boston College minus the 7 uh, versus Rutgers. I've got 250 on this. I I think Boston College is going to struggle this year. Yeah. I don't think this is one they're going to struggle with. I think they're going to cover that seven. Yeah. All right, let's move to the SEC. I got two games uh, locked up here to talk about in the SEC. Memphis-Mississippi State, uh, a game from last year where Memphis won, <laughs> and Mississippi State dominated. <laughs> so we'll see if that uh, comes into which. And then the aforementioned LSU-Florida State game. We touched on that uh what are your thoughts on the LSU-Florida State game before we move to Memphis-Mississippi State? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see this. I think this LSU team has more talent and deserves more credit than they were given after their yeah. poor performance last year. And Florida State hasn't shown me anything for them to be big on them. Uh, I'm honestly shocked they kept Norvell around for another season. I think he's pretty much failed to put anything together down there. Uh so I, I kind of lean LSU here. All right. Let's go to Memphis-Mississippi State. <clears throat> I, I talked about how big I was on Mississippi State. Uh, this is another one of those. Their schedule is, is ridiculously hard. And this game is a hard one, but this is one they probably have to win if they sort of want to reach their goals of probably, you know, eight, nine wins on the season. So uh, I, I think Memphis probably uh, – much like last year, I, I, where you watched this game in Mississippi State was just much, much better. And, and a couple things went their way, a couple returns, uh, a punt return where Mississippi State touched it and then a whistle blew, but Memphis picked it up and ran it back. Now, granted, uh, you can uh, pick up a punt and run it back after the team touches it, but the referee probably should not blow his whistle. <laughs> so um, what do you make of this Memphis-Mississippi State game? This is usually a pretty good game. Too. Yeah, I, I like Mississippi State to get the the, the win here. Um, that line was a little too uncomfortable yeah, for me to make any kind of play. Well. Uh, but I think Mississippi State's going to come out with a win, whether it be 3 points, 10 points. could be 21 points, but that 17.5 was a little too juicy for me to want to sniff around. Yeah. All right, I, I got one play in the SEC here. Tennessee Ball State Thursday night. 
I have the under 68 and a half. We talked about it a little bit. Tennessee with a big game uh, versus Pittsburgh next week. Uh, Ball State, probably not going to score a lot of points even if Tennessee's defense is in question. So that leaves Tennessee to score 60-plus points or so here. And while I think more than capable of scoring that on Ball State. I'm not sure they are more than wanting to score that many points. I, I think we're going to get some nice offensive plays, find a rhythm, and, and then sort of shut it down yeah. for the game that matters next week versus Pittsburgh. Real big swing game for Tennessee. I just thought this number, 68.5, was really, really, uh, uh, you know, a little too high. You make it 63-62, Mike could talk myself into it, but almost 70. Yeah. Uh, I, I just... I don't see that coming right out the gate, especially on a Thursday night. Uh, so 68.5 under for me at 125. Where are you going on the SEC side of things? Well, we already talked about a couple of my plays in our other conferences with uh, you know the Georgia game and the Arkansas game. But we're going to get into uh, a couple others that I've got some action in. One we didn't talk about. I like South Carolina uh, yeah. minus the 12.5 versus Georgia State. I think this Georgia State team is going to have a big drop-off. You talked to them about it a little bit earlier. Um, but I've got $500 on that. I think South Carolina is going to come in uh, really eager to show off their new weapons they've been able to pull into Columbia, and they're going to win by uh, more than two touchdowns here. So I think they're going to cover that spread. Uh, the other play, I'm going the other way. I'm taking LSU minus the three. I think uh, Our fun head-to-head. I think this talent in LSU has finally got a good on-the-field coach, uh, and I think they're going to surprise some people and, and finish pretty high in the SEC West. Yeah. All right, so – those are our straight bets. Let's get into a couple of parlays. We need to do the Big Ten. We did the Big Ten. No, we didn't. Oh, we did not do the Big Ten. <laughs> I went down a little too quick. All right, let's go into the Big Ten. <laughs> Switch down. All right, Big Ten. couple games to uh, talk about here. Penn State versus Purdue. South Dakota State versus Iowa. Notre Dame versus Ohio State. Big games in this one. First one, Thursday night football. Penn State, Purdue. Yeah. Uh, I probably should have known this since <laughs> I got a pretty big play uh, on this game. Penn State, Purdue. What are you looking for here? I, I'm really, I want to see how this Purdue team comes out because I think they might be able to sneak up and beat this uh, Penn State team. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I certainly favor the coaching matchup here for Purdue. And if somebody can get his boys ready on a Thursday night football game at home in West Lafayette, it, it's Brom. I just want to see where this Purdue team is. What do you make of this Penn State Purdue? I, I'm, I'm really excited to watch this game. I'm hoping my balls pull out really quick so I can switch over and watch this one. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Two returning uh, fourth or fifth-year senior quarterbacks that have both put up a lot of numbers, uh, and I think this is going to be a really uh, exciting game to watch. And if Purdue, you know, I was big on them in preseason, I think they've got a chance to compete for this conference. You know, I don't put them quite at Ohio State level, no. but I think I've got them above everyone else in this yeah, conference. Uh, and this is the prove-it game for them. Yeah. They've got it at home. They're getting the points. It's going to be crazy. I, I, I can't wait for this game. All right, let's move to South Dakota State, Iowa. Uh, Iowa, who skips Northern Iowa <laughs> this year and somehow brings in a better <laughs> subdivision team. I. This one piqued my eye because I, I just this is a difficult game and Iowa tends to struggle in, in their first week or two usually. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, South Dakota State now they aren't North Dakota State, but they're North Dakota State, South Dakota State. Uh, all those little valley teams are really solid built programs. Can they go into Iowa and maybe 
give him a little bit of a scare here? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I mean, it wouldn't shock me to see yeah. even an upset here. Um, but I, I don't have a play on this one. I think Iowa, Iowa uh, should come out with a W. They usually come out and win by a field goal there uh, at the end, and you're like, oh, Iowa sucks, and then three weeks later they run for – 500 yards versus someone and you get screwed out of a bet. Yeah, this but, is this is an yeah. Iowa team that doesn't care if they're 15 and yeah. point and 15 and a half point mm-hmm. favorites. They 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 just want the win. Yeah. Uh and and I see something like that happening. Yeah. And then the big one Notre Dame versus Ohio State. <sighs> Tough opener for yeah. Notre Dame. Uh 17 point favorites by Ohio State. What do you make uh, of this matchup here? I just don't see it happening going into Ohio uh, uh a rough environment. Um, you know, I like Ohio here. I, do, I don't have a play in this one. I think that spreads a little too much. Um, but Notre Dame's really going to have to turn it on to really get me believe that they can beat Ohio State. But Notre Dame getting 17 points. Yeah. Uh, when was that last happened? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> where I sit because I do end up having a play on this, and we'll get into our bets here. But uh, I have Notre Dame plus the 17. I, I think the new coaching staff, uh, taken over here, I, I think they need to at least show that they're competent and can hang with uh, teams like Ohio State. So I thought the 17 was a bit much, uh, especially since this is, you know, big pageantry type game. Now, Notre Dame, basically the last 20 years, every time they stepped up into competition like this, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, you know, yeah. the elite of elite uh, of college football, they haven't been able to hang with them. Uh, so I, I'm curious how they do. But this is a week one game, so I'm curious where Ohio State sits. And I want to see where Notre Dame's offense sits as well uh, versus that Ohio State defense, who we always hear in the preseason has shored up their defensive holes. And then magically, <laughs> holes start gaping open. You know, I, I'm hearing freshmen that are, you know, the same as Chase Young and, and better than he was as a freshman. I don't know if I buy all that hype, but uh, I, I want to see where this is. But I thought 17 was a little much for a week one game versus Notre Dame. Still has high-level talent. Yeah. I, I don't know if they can hang with them, but I thought 17 was a bit much. So I got 250 on that one. Speaking of the South Dakota State, plus 15.5. That's what I found. If it's around 14, 14.5, 15.5, 16, I'm going for it. Anything above that, I'm going for Now, if it starts to creep down in the 10 area, I, I probably won't take it. But I found 15.5, so I, I'm big on South Dakota State there at 250. I also, if you could find a money line on that one, uh, I might throw a few bucks on that one because that'll be a, a big, juicy money line for that, for two teams that are rather similar and aren't going to shock you with yeah. their styles of play. You know what you're getting from Iowa, and South Dakota State plays a pretty similar style. Uh, Illinois, plus the three versus Indiana. Uh, we both uh, yeah. <laughs> somehow penciled this one in without even talking to each other. Uh, this is probably my biggest play of the week. $1,000 on Illinois plus the three. I thought they were really, really solid, good, uh, took care of business uh, versus Wyoming, which is a bit of a tricky. Yes, they don't, but they have competent players, always a solid defense. Thought they looked good, not just running the ball, but throwing the ball as well. Yeah. And they got a couple of explosive playmakers. So that plus three versus this Indiana team, which I, I think is really, really bad. And other than that miracle sort of COVID season uh, two or three years back, they really haven't been great at football. So I like the plus three really, really big there. And then I talked about it. Purdue, Thursday night, plus the three and a half. 
versus Penn State, 500 on that one. So, uh, where are you going? We, we both have big money on the Big Ten here. Well, you know, sticking with that Purdue-Penn State game, I've got two plays in that. I've got the over 53-and-a-half. Like I said, it's going to be high scoring. I've got 500 on that. I also like Purdue plus the 3-and-a-half. I'm taking 250 on that. Um, I also – I love – Illinois. I'm taking the money line on that one. Uh, a little over even money, plus 123. I'm putting 1250 on that one. Uh, this is my second best play of the week. I, I love it as much as you do, which makes me really yeah. nervous now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Indiana's going to win by 25 points. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm, I'm going the other way uh, than you on this Ohio State-Notre Dame game. I'm uh, just not a big believer in Notre Dame. I don't think they're going to be there just yet. I I take the Illinois plus the three now. I wouldn't wait till Saturday because I, I think a lot of people are going to be on that one. Yeah, I, I think that was just a line that dropped and people didn't yeah. really watch Illinois play last week. Uh, but yeah, I've got Ohio State minus the seventeen and a half. I've got five hundred units on that as well. All right, so let's now go to our parlays yes. that we've gotten through all the conference. Uh, I got a handful of uh, three teamers here, a couple of uh, underdog money line parlays, and then. A underdog, round robin. Uh, so, I'm going to get into my parlays. Uh, the first three-teamer I got, we mentioned UT San Antonio plus the four. I like Wyoming plus the six and a half. And then North Texas uh, plus the ten and a half versus SMU there. I got 62.50 on that three-teamer. Uh, next one up, uh, the line I found was Fresno State minus 36 versus Cal Poly. I think they're going to come out and, and put on a show Cal Poly, not one of those subdivision teams that are uh, of the elite level. Uh, if it's anywhere, probably 36 is my limit, but if it's 36 or below, I'm probably grabbing that one. If not, I'll probably sub in one of these uh, lines that aren't in there. Uh, UCLA minus 23 versus Bowling Green. I think they're going to put on an offensive show versus Bowling Green, who probably doesn't want to be there. Of the same ilk, Washington minus 23 and a half versus Kent State. Uh, just go look at Kent big State. Big blowout parlay. Yeah, big <laughs> blowout parlay. And then just look at Kent State's early schedule. I think their goal is to be healthy by conference play and not get mauled and hurt by a bunch of these, you know, Big-time teams uh, with a lot of talent on them. Next up, Troy, plus a 21-and-a-half uh, versus Ole Miss. Uh, on that one, we talked about that one. Miami, Ohio, plus a 16-and-a-half. And one we didn't get into, but uh, one I'm curious, yeah. Old Dominion, plus a 17-and-a-half. Yeah, I looked Virginia at that one a lot. Tech, uh, I, I want to see where this Virginia Tech is. Uh, team is, they've lost Old Dominion and played close games with Old Dominion a couple times. So I, I sort of like... Old Dominion there, uh, 62.50 on that one. Next up, Rutgers plus a seven versus Boston College. We touched on that one mm -hmm. a little bit. You liked uh, Boston College. I liked Rutgers plus a seven. I thought the number was a, a little too big. I, I think Boston College probably pulls it out, but I'm curious if they can win by seven in points. But that's just based off, I don't know, really. I, I know what Rutgers is going to do, yeah. defend, run the ball, <laughs> and I don't know what Boston College is going to do. I don't know if they're going spread. I don't know if they're just going to try to run the ball. I just... I want to see them win by seven yep. before I start grabbing seven points. With BC, East Carolina plus the 11 and a half. And there's your Arkansas minus six. I put them in that parlay, 62.50. And then uh, we got Bryant plus the 10 versus FIU. That line is fixed because it's a Thursday night game. This is basically my Thursday night parlay. <laughs> uh, St. Francis plus the 16 versus Akron. Uh, you might not know St. Francis football, but they're a pretty solid defensive team for a subdivision team. And... Uh, Akron is not uh, 
I'm not sure they'd even win a lot of subdivision games. So 16 for any Akron team. The time I see Akron win by 16 is when I start taking uh, Akron games. And then Western Michigan plus a 23.5 versus Michigan State. We didn't touch on that one, but I, I thought that was a couple too many points. So 62-54, uh, just regular spread parlays on that one. What do you got on the parlay side? I've, got, I've just got a few here. I took a, a two-teamer upset on the Thursday and Friday night game. I put uh, Purdue and Illinois money line together. It's given me plus 426. I put $250 on that. These are two teams that I really like to win. Uh, so I think you're getting really good value there. Uh, another one, I took uh, some teams that I really liked. I got App State, Coastal Carolina, and San Diego State all money line for plus 596. I got two units, $500 on that one. I'm feeling pretty good about that one. And then my long shot upset bet that I've got uh, $125 on. I took North Texas money line, Southern Miss money line, and Boise State money line. What does that pay out? Uh, 16-16. All so, right. So, uh, good value there. If you can hit that one. All right, I'll <laughs> go into my underdog money line parlays. I got three two-teamers here. Uh, Temple Duke. Temple was getting plus 220. Uh, I'm not sure why there's even a spread in this Duke game. Duke may not win a game yeah, this year. Yeah, I've... I just thought that was a lot of uh, precociousness for a Duke team, uh, two to one favorites. Now, granted, Temple isn't any good either, but I'm just like, I think that one's a toss up, and whoever probably gets on top probably wins this game. So, 220 for that one, and then Wyoming getting 220 at home. Um, that parlay plays 940 for a two teamer. Uh, next up, the uh, All Texas uh, parlay: <laughs> UT San Antonio plus one eighty, North Texas plus two ninety, and that two teamer uh, nine nine twenty uh, on that one. So uh, almost ten to one uh, on a two teamer there. And then my last one: Bryant plus two ninety five versus uh, FIU. Yes, not the basketball; it's a football one. <laughs> uh, Bryant plus two ninety five, East Carolina Ooh, plus three fifty. East Carolina. Yeah, I know. I'm going for the big one uh, on this one. Plus one six uh, seventy seven, so almost uh, uh, <coughs> seventeen to one two team parlay. NC on that State one. fans might appreciate just uh, getting their letdown done yes. early this year. <laughs> That's correct. So twenty five dollars on all those. Uh, not you know huge money, but uh, if one hits, you're winning good money. And then my round robin uh, underdog uh, two by twos twenty five dollars on that one, which comes out to seven hundred dollars total. Uh, are basically all these underdogs. St. Francis, 650, Bryant, 295, Buffalo, 12 to 1, East Carolina, 350, Temple, 220, Wyoming, 220, North Texas, 290, UT San Antonio, plus 180. I can't give you what that's going to be because we have to see if any of those win and I can hit any of those round robin, but it'll cost $700 for a $25 two by two uh, round robins. And then I have a couple I don't knows. Mercer, Elon, and Maine, couldn't find any lines. Uh, so we'll wait for those. Those and probably drop game day, I'd yes. say. Uh, if there are lines I like, I will probably just make this a three-team parlay <laughs> for the same 62.50. And if a couple of these subdivision one lines are, are different than what I get, I probably will sub those out. So I'll tweet those out. All right, let's take a look at our bets here in pictures so you can write them down and uh, soak them all in. We're back. Those were our bets for the week. An entertaining week one. Dynamite, David. Are you excited for the football season to start? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to either feel really good or or the more familiar feeling of, of just picking all the wrong picks. All we need is a, a nice Illinois win. Nothing like counting on Illinois. All right. That's our show, and we're out.
Greenlight Network presents Football Time. <laughs> 